Hello, hello. What's up? What's good? Ni hao, bonjour. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, athletic, determined people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. 2021. Here we go. In order to properly, I wanted to bring back one of my favorite guests from 2020. Sliding sport athlete from Canada. Calgary's finest. Grace Dafo returns to the show. Grace participates in the skeleton, a sliding sport in which the athletes go face first down a frozen track. Grace has her eyes set on competing for Canada in a future of Winter Olympic Games. And on today's episode, she recaps 2020 and and shares with us what she learned from the year and how she grew and evolved. Grace also chats about the sliding season that she had towards the end of 2020 and her goals for the future. Always love chatting with Grace because she's not just an athlete. She's someone who wants to be a leader in her community. And she does a lot of philanthropical work with organizations such as Kids Sport Calgary. Uh, She's proud of her community and proud of her country and is always a wonderful guest. So let's welcome back for the second time, first time in 2021, Canadian athlete Grace Dafo, and let's learn. Grace, awesome to talk to you again. So first of all, how would you how would you summarize your life in 2020? I mean, this is a tough one because I feel like everyone's like we're in the same we're everyone has had a tough year, I feel like, but you know, everyone is at a varying degrees of toughness, I feel like. Um This year, I would say resiliency and adaptability is Mm. two words that I really, really think of. And I think as an athlete, um, you know, we're inherently taught to be both of those things, but it really tested those skills um, and thoughts in terms of like knowing when the the information will come eventually, say like the start of our skeleton season. Um, Normally we have that info months in advance and this year was, you know, had to practice some some thought of just knowing the information will come when it is ready. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of time I talk to like climbers and, and endurance athletes, they say, you don't need to know the whole journey, but just take the first step. And a lot of it you'll figure out as you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. And that goes for before 2020 and post 2020 as well. You know, sometimes the first step is the hardest to take in, in a journey. Um, and you don't know what the, 10 steps after that look like but you have to start and that's what I kind of feel like 2020 was was just putting one foot in front of the in front of the other each day and knowing that like with a positive mindset and with those two things like I said that you know you're going in the right direction and you're putting yourself in the best position to be safe and healthy and and be successful so how did you go about doing that because it's it's easier said than done. And I know that you said you've had that training as an athlete and the resiliency, but it's incredibly challenging and uncertainty. I know that you as an athlete, the other thing about it is you're used to a routine and a schedule. And if that's taken away, it can be incredibly frustrating. So how did you handle the loss of a certain schedule and just the, the increased aspect of the uncertain things in your life? Yeah, I think a big um, thing for practice of that, like it's, it's actually pretty simple to do is write out like what you can control and what you can't control each day. And for me, when I'm waiting on information, say from my national sport or sport organization or international sport organization, those are things I can't control. Um, I can't control how fast those decisions are made. I can't control when that info is released, 
But what I can control is how I react when that information comes. And if I'm ready to spring into action, say we get our race information when we got it about going out to Whistler to start our preseason training. What I could control was booking accommodation that was safe and as cheap as possible and uh, getting myself out there was kind of what I could control and how I handled those, but I couldn't control when that information came. So simplest practice is that, and I've done that for years in sliding. Like if I'm having maybe a rougher day at training or at the track, it's like I write down what I write those things down and what I can control is how I slide and how I execute my plan. What I can't control is say like, what people think of me or yeah, the weather, like it, it's stuff like that. And so that practice actually has been a while. I've been working on it for a while because I was someone that was like, I cared about every single little detail and I would hound for more information, more information. And this year has been very much like hands off just because I know I like, I've really had to exercise it. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it is harder. It is harder than, you know, I'm making it seem it's been years of practice, but um, another thing is just thinking I perspective helps a lot. I think in this and, and myself, I, I work from home. Um, my dad had a, my dad has a gym that, you know, I trained in all summer and then we went back and actually we're just starting a lockdown. Probably by the time this airs, I'm, we might be just finishing our lockdown here in Calgary, our second one. So, um, in terms of that, like just perspective and, you know, I'm, I'm not out as a healthcare worker, say on the front lines every day. And I'm very lucky to be, you know, in a job where I'm safe and I'm at home and I'm healthy. So I think like that perspective that this year really gave me too has like added another layer of thinking about that and, and not and without getting too, too deep, you know, it, it's just really provided me like with the gratitude that sport is very much a privilege this year. And we know that we're like navigating a world where people are losing their jobs, businesses are closing, people are dying. And, and so you, when you like think about sport in that perspective, you're like, wow, I'm so lucky to just, you know, be thinking about having to go compete even. Um, and then going out to start our selection race series, we just felt so lucky every day just to be like on the ice. And we were like, you know, tomorrow they might, they could have pulled the plug any day we were out there saying that they were closed. We watched businesses close around us. Um, and then they actually shut down sports, but we were exempt as uh, high performance athletes. So we were very lucky. So I think like all in that, with all of that, it just, it comes down to gratitude and just thinking about how lucky we are right now <laughs> as an athlete. Now, recently you were able to get back on the track. So how was training and how many days were you there? And what were your emotions finally getting back to that? Because I know that was an important aspect of the year for you. Yeah, so I spent a lot of the summer not even, to be honest, I, I wouldn't have thought we would even be able to have completed our selection race series. So within Canada, um, normally before we go out internationally racing, we have like team competition. We race off against my teammates. We always start with a few weeks training before that. Um, normally we hit the ground running and we're zooming off whether to Europe or to um, the States, to Park City or Lake Placid to compete. So this year was really unique. We had about three weeks of training. Um, I left right after uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, so like mid-October, late October, and I was there for six weeks. And it was unique because normally, like I said, we would leave right after, but we raced, and then we stayed for two weeks of training afterwards, um, which is very different training on a track versus like training to race on a track. Um, 
you're able to kind of explore how to be faster and, and really hone in on some stuff versus like a race week, you know, you're looking to deliver the fastest run you can within the knowledge you've already developed. Um, so yeah, it, it was lots of fun. I, I definitely felt a lot taking all that mindset to go back on the ice. It felt a little more freeing just to be like, I'm so lucky. And, um, it brought me, you know, joy to actually have somewhere to go every day. I'm not going to lie. And, and it changes scenery. Um, so I drove from Calgary. I've been in the city all summer and drove out to Whistler, BC, just north of Vancouver. And waking up in the mountains every single day is absolutely amazing. I rented a, um, like a basement apartment out there. So it was awesome because I like had a place to call, call home, like home away from home. And, um, and yeah, like my view was right out at the mountain range and about five minutes from the track. So it was really awesome just to have a change of scenery. I won't lie. <laughs> um, in this, in after being home all summer, I'm used to, used to being a little more nomadic. Um, and then, yeah, we raced, I placed sixth in our selection race series and basically was named as like the Canada five, I would say like we have four spots on the senior national team. So, and then I'm like the first spot on the development national team, um, which is really exciting. I had a couple of personal bests, downtime speeds. So yeah, overall it was really, really positive and, and I just feel lucky <laughs> to, you know, have that, um, have the ability to, to compete and be named to the national team again. Um, it's not something I take for granted by any means. How much rust was there uh, because you've talked before about you don't get a whole lot of time on the track because there's not a lot of tracks so how much rust was there and how quickly are you able to get over that rust yeah i mean it gets a little easier every year but the first few days are always just no matter if you slid for 10 years or you slid for like two years so this is my eighth um eighth going into eighth season ninth year um in year nine right now so it felt a little bit better, but the first couple of days, oh man, after wait, the rust like mentally isn't, isn't there because you're actually more fresh mentally because you've like had a whole summer to think about. You've had a couple of days to make your game plan and talk about what you're going to do on the track. But physically, like waking up the next morning, your neck is so stiff. It just, nothing prepares your body for like what G-forces mm -hmm. on skeleton sled too. Um, so physically, definitely in a little bit, it's such a finesse sport with how we steer with our bodies that like sometimes it can be a little like punchy, like we steer with our shoulders. So like, instead of like easing into a steer, it's like a punch, you know, your shoulder. And that's not necessarily what we want. So definitely a little bit of rust there, but luckily, like I said, we start the year off with some like pre-training before we do our race week. So I had about two weeks to kind of shake that rust off and, and optimize a plan and then lead into a race week. So, um, it's not as much as say a sport that you would do 11 months a year. We're so used to taking mm. those like four or five months off in the summer that it's, that's completely normal. Um, versus like coming from a background of figure skating, mm. like we took maybe three or four weeks off a whole year. So like, I feel like the rust was harder to shake after those like two weeks, maybe you take in August or whatever, because you're used to doing it day in and day out. Um, and actually like my body probably feels better in season because we're not lifting as heavy weights or like putting on as much volume in sprinting gives us actually a time for our body to like chill and focus on just pushing our sled. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that it's 2021, this officially means that your Olympics are next year. So one year away, almost, almost just over a year away. 
So what is the mindset now? And also what is the, the plan going forward? What are the different landmark dates that you have in mind and different races or events that, that also are going to be important for you this year? Yeah, I mean, it's so tough to even think about because I spent most of my time uh, coming back from Whistler and leaving over Christmas break talking or talking and thinking about um, what races I'm going to do in like the second half of this, this season still. And because it's COVID, um, things are operating a little bit differently. Normally we get a day-to-day calendar for the whole 2020, 2021 season. And it's like, you're expected to travel on this day. Here's your logistics. Um, you know, you race on this day and this year, um, thankfully they're not actually, I don't want to say forcing us, but if, if you're not comfortable going, like there's no repercussions if you don't want to go and race. Um, which I think is really great because everyone's like said, is in a different boat with COVID and, um, some people maybe don't feel comfortable traveling. And so <laughs> I haven't even thought about really a lot about next year because I'm still just trying to think about, um, what, what the second half of the season looks like and whether I'm going to go to Whistler or go down to the States, see if maybe I can fly to Europe. Um, it's a balance for sure. And I mean, just looking ahead to like the season after we still have the plan is to have another productive off season. Um, I ha- I've had two really solid productive off seasons the last couple of years and, and I feel better this season than I ever have probably adjusting back to on ice. So I think the, the thought is to still trust that plan and continue on. Um, I still have to improve. I would say my, we had limited time in the push start facility, the ice house this year because of COVID. And so I would, I, I need to improve that because that's how you build velocity off the top of the track. So spending a lot of time focusing on that. Um, I focused the last couple off seasons on sprinting because we have like this sprint standard you need to make the national team. Um, and so finally, like I'm at a place where I'm like under that. So it doesn't have to be as much, it still has to be a focus, but it still has to be, but I can shift focus more over to my push start. Um, yeah. And then thinking of next year, I mean, it, we have such a strong women's program, you know, being fifth Canada five or fifth in Canada. Um, we're just looking ahead to send the best, the strongest team. Um, and you know, I'd love for that obviously to include me. I, I won't lie, but I'm also looking ahead to then the next like 2022 to 2026 Olympic cycle. I really think that like, for me, my goals are obviously to be racing on world cup and racing it towards the games in that Olympic cycle. So I think my goals are all kind of framed towards whatever happens this season and next season is setting myself up for success for those years after. Um, and I say that because like I said, we have such a strong women's team. Um, the three, the top three women that placed in, in our selections this year all went to the 2018 games. Um, so, I mean, they're, they deserve it. And if we do great, whoever we send has great results. That brings us more funding through Canada's like funding pro partner on the podium. Um, so, I mean, send whoever has the best shot at doing the best. And, and obviously that's maybe thinking about development for the next Olympic cycle. I don't, I don't know. And that goes back to what I can control and what I can't control. Um, I know that a year, a year from now, um, I'll have, I'll be in the middle of probably qualifying. We don't know what a race schedule looks like next year yet. We get it kind of year by year, but I know that I'll be giving everything, um, in my power to help Canada qualify. So basically we race off against other nations to qualify three, three spots. So you need X amount of people in the top 60 to qualify maximum quotas. But if someone 
is higher than your third person in another nation, like they'll qualify and there's only a few nations that can get those three spots. So really actually all of us racing in the, in the Canadian program um, on each gendered side, obviously women's and men's, um, we're just trying to help qualify maximum amount of sleds to go to the games. So even if I don't go, I, I still have a hand in helping maybe that third person be able to go versus not. <laughs> With the extra time, what were some of the new things that you got interested new things that piqued your interest? I know that there was a little bit of podcasting going on. So what were some of the other things that you did this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tried the sourdough trend very early on in COVID lockdown. Um, made a couple okay loaves. And then it kind of fell off. Um, yeah, I mean, started a podcast that was super crazy with Kids Work Calgary. Um, quick plug, you can check it out. It's called the Facebook yeah. Podcast. We're basically focused on sport and community in Calgary and Alberta. Um, yeah, and honestly, I thought I was going to be a guest on that one. And I was like, put my hand up. I'm a Kids Work Calgary ambassador. And then they're like, great, you're the host with my friend Alicia. I was like, oh, Oh, that was different than what I thought it was, but it's actually been really fun. Um, I'm like, who put a mic in front of me? This is crazy. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm here too. So I don't know why you put a mic in front of me twice as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I work full time. So that's been very much still time consuming um, in terms of like keeping me busy. And, and lockdown hasn't been necessarily a vacation because I just work remotely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just been nice to be home. And like yesterday, I would say we, the closet right behind me. You can't, the, the listeners can't see it, but you can. Um, we organized the closet yesterday because it was day. Um, well, by the time this comes out, like I said, it'll be later on in our lockdown, but it was day one of our, of our re-lockdown. So it's been nice just to be able to like do stuff around the house. And I spent a large amount of the year gone. Um, in the last couple of years. So it's kind of more so like stuff that I've been putting off for years and years. It's like now I've turned my attention to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just more so just trying to relax away from work and away from training. There's not a lot of downtime normally. Yeah, I think across the world, more closets were clean probably than in a normal year. That's for sure. Will you tell me more about Kidsport Calgary? Yeah, so basically, um, well, Kidsport, it's a branch of Kidsport Canada. And and so the Calgary, obviously, is, is they're regionally focused, so it's Calgary and area. Um, how it works and what it does, basically, is help encourage kids to be able to still pursue sport and families be able to pay for sport. And so there's now, we obviously have grant funding and private funders and all that. And, and how it works is either the family can apply and they, they get a certain X amount of dollars to put towards registration fees. But what Kidsport has started to do is work directly with the sport organizations in our community so that the money doesn't even have to flow through the families. It just will go, say they want to register for Calgary Minor Basketball Association. Um, they marked that they want to be a kid sport. They go through all the checks and balances and, you know, you have to submit an application. But then the money will then get transferred directly to Calgary Minor Basketball for that kid's registration fees. And what's really unique actually about the Cal Kidsport Calgary chapter is they also work with an equipment, sport equipment bank um, that's funded by the Calgary Flames NHL team here in town. And you can also then get fitted for free equipment. Um, and it's funded by donations, whether it be through um, bigger organizations like Canadian Tire, Jumpstart, or through if I have a pair of skis I want to go donate, like I can go drop them off. Um, so it, it is really awesome because basically what we're out to do is make sure that 
known cost or equipment is a barrier to kids pursuing sport and not just high performance sport. Like we're talking about minor sports, recreational sports for all kids. So people always think because we're athletes that it is for like high performance sport. It's not, it's anyone and anything. And, and if a sport org hasn't heard of how to be involved with us, you know, we're, we're very much looking to connect as many sport orgs within our region as possible so that the families don't have to do the back and forth. It's like, no, we can handle it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a wonderful organization. It's really cool what you guys have going there. In 2021, what are you looking for personally? What do you want for the new year? I know you mentioned what it is for the sliding and the athletic pursuit, but what about personally? What are you looking for in the new year? What do you hope and maybe any certain goals that you have as well? Yeah, I mean, personally, <sighs> to be able to see my family, <laughs> um, <laughs> such a small, simple goal. And, uh, and I do want to travel potentially on the, in the new year, like to places other than winter places. Um, who knows how quickly that will, that might have to be pushed into 2022 a little bit, but um, without being too political, hopefully we're just starting vaccines in the last few weeks. So um, hopefully that means I'm, I'm probably near the end of the line there, but that's okay because I'm healthy. So hopefully that means more travel and just seeing family as well as just, I'm really trying to build my, my like athlete brand as, as me, um, the athlete and the person and the community community leader and stuff like that. So just trying to build that brand and attract, I'm not going to lie, attract sponsors leading into the 2021, 2022 season. Um, just because the sport isn't cheap and I really think to be my best, like there, I need a little bit of that, a little bit of that support. So I've really been trying to make an effort um, in the last over Christmas break to look at like my social media and, you know, look at a social content schedule and all this stuff. It's, Something I'm not like trained to do, but I'm kind of just like winging it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so personally, like for me that, no, I say sponsorship, but it also means like how I want to be obviously a, known as a community leader and not only Calgary, but in Alberta and Canada and North America, like I want to be aligning with brands that I think we have the same values and align with companies and organizations that I can help or they can help me and we both get reciprocal benefits. So like, I really want to be known like, for helping advance sport and recreation um, for young kids and making sure there's like no barriers. I want to make it as easy as possible. If a kid at, you know, six is like, I want to go to the Olympics. Great. How can we best like make that, make the sports yeah. system as easy as possible with no barriers and like no negative experiences. And obviously that's not, they're never going to have like zero of those, but how can I make it as easy as possible? Because I know through my journey, <laughs> there's been lots of speed bumps and, and I've had to seek out a lot of the information myself and do it all kind of through my, through my own doing. Um, so I just want to make sure that like, that's really my goal. I'm like, to me, it's like an organization kind of, I'm looking at my brand and I'm like, what do I want my 2021 goal to be? And then you kind of look down into smaller goals on how to reach that. So that's what I'm going to be looking ahead to do in 2021. And I think that 2020 really amplified the need for that but also for sport and physical activity and you know it's one of the first things that's been cut during a lot of the lockdowns um through 2020 and i understand like the team sport part but then they're like shutting down one-on-one -on -one individual lessons and you're like i worry i worry about kids and the next generation and whether they're going to get sucked into other things that aren't as healthy as sport um <laughs> 
So yeah, that's kind of what I'll be looking ahead to do in, in 2021 as, as well as trying to slide as fast as I can head first. Very cool. Very cool. And I love and I admire how you do want to be a community leader and you are, you are definitely a community leader. Last question. I'll get a little more fun. What was the media you consumed in 2020? What were the, the books you read, the music you loved, shows slash movies that you, that you watched? What got you through? Um, I'm a huge Twitter nerd. I won't lie. Like Twitter is where I consume a lot of the current events and media. And like, obviously then if I see like an article, like I'm going to see, and that piques my interest, then I'm going to seek it out. Like whether it be on our local news or on the national news or from another, another place. But like, it's kind of where I get like my current events mm-hmm. and I find like it helps obviously when, when we were going to events that like, um, you talk to people and you can kind of bring it up. And I, I work, the nonprofit I work for has a lot of American staff as well. So I like to be up on American politics. And, ooh, I consumed a lot of that. Um, Instagram, now that like life is kind of, when I was out in Whistler sliding, you know, life had kind of returned a bit to normal. And I say that because now things are being rescinded in Canada. We're going like back in the, in the COVID protocols, but um Instagram was good because you could kind of see what people are doing. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people post uh, a lot of the mountain lakes that have frozen up in my area. And it's like, Ooh, I want to go skate up there. Like, Ooh, that's a cool hike to do. So definitely there. Um, I'm not a huge book reader. I, I am when I go on vacation and that's been kind of the thing this year is like, normally I'll sit down on vacation, like crush out a book. I love um, like biographies and especially of sport icons. So I actually have one that I, my, my dad has bought that I'm going to borrow after. It's um, Burke's Law, and it's all about Brian Burke, who's a GM I don't, of many, numerous hockey teams, and he worked with the Calgary Flames, the Vancouver Canucks. Anyways, I'm a hockey nerd, so like, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah, um, and Netflix. I mean, 2020, basically 2020 Netflix started with Tiger King, binged all of Shit's Creek, which if you haven't watched, I've heard it's become more than just a Canadian sensation, but it's a, it's a Canadian show. Um, I binged all of that. Uh, I'm not a huge movie person, so not a ton of movies, but a lot of like shows and, and all, man, The Bachelorette, 90 Day Fiance, like all, anything and everything you can watch. Yeah, I'm, yeah. In terms of reality, trashy TV, I would <laughs> say I'm, I'm guilty for, but yeah, I mean, it's been a good, place to distract yourself from like I say I watch it because it's like the world has sometimes felt like a horror movie or a bad train crash action movie um and that kind of like lighthearted stuff is good to take your mind off of the craziness that the world is and I'm lucky that I'm not I'm able to like ha- remove myself from that situation and like go into a dreamland because I know a lot of people right now can't yeah well awesome Grace how can people stay up to date with your career and follow you on your journey yeah, so you can check out my website. Uh, it's gracedafo.ca as well as on Instagram, Twitter. I'm just at gracedafo. There's not a lot of people with the same name. There's, you know, you, you Google me and I think there's a couple obituaries from people from the 1940s and then me. So um, yeah, you can find me there and, and follow along with what 2021 and 22 has to offer. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to be along for the journey. Thank you. Thank you as always. I know we'll talk again, but just thank you for today. Yeah, no problem. Happy holidays and fingers crossed for a better year next year.
Exactly. Exactly. Well, happy holidays as well. I know we'll talk again, but uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Grace. For more information, check out our website, gracedefo.ca. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has a unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.